0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Going in Circles Big Monday Show. Post Preakness Weekend edition. We uh well it was a different kind of preakness. And uh Barry and I have a lot to say about it. Be back here in just a minute. Is this uh Sniper Mars? <laughs>
1: Yes, I put on a good concert. I, I put on a good concert on Saturday night.
0: Nice job, nice job. At least something came up positive. Oh, pardon the pun.
1: Oh, uh, from perfect. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good.
0: <laughs> so, how's things down in uh, Daytona? uh
1: Doing all right. Um, got a fever I can't shake, but other than that, we're good. Well,
0: <laughs> your squad, the Celtics, are playing like they got a fever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got no no heart. No. <laughs> That's their problem. They just
0: got... <laughs> there's no blood pumping through them veins. By the way, Barry, nah, the straight Celtics. up Kool Aid, bro. Uh, my dad, who's like a closet Celtic fan, has already given up and has moved on to uh to Knicks off season. No, the Joker. He makes fun of the Knicks because you know, he's a Boston guy. But that's he's strange. only he's only a Boston guy when when they're doing good. When they're good, yeah. and he only likes the Celtics. It's kind of oh strange.
1: okay yeah yeah that's 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 fair I guess, but it's a little strange. But
0: yeah. he, he likes the Mets
1: too. You guys are close enough. You yeah, know what I mean? Likes, You're actually closer, aren't you, than the city? It's it's the same either way. Uh, three hours. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's a three hour tour either way. Like Gilligan's Island.
1: Lucky happened. Three hours, bro.
0: Yeah, look at look what happened to them them people. The skipper.
1: Yeah. A lot of <laughs> a lot of time between races. <laughs> three hours. <laughs> That's
0: post drag now. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Or the Saratoga Harness post-drag is <laughs> unmatched.
0: Saratoga Harness, man. They're number one in post-drag, that's for sure.
1: Oh, my God, bro. Yeah. Like 10 minutes after it's zero. Literally every time.
0: Yeah, they're a little behind. A little behind. A little behind today.
1: I, I was that
0: at Saratoga mm-hmm. Harness today?
1: Yeah, qualifiers?
0: Yeah, we we might buy a horse.
1: Okay. Who's we? Brian?
0: No, no, Brian was MIA again. What? Yeah. Um, you gotta go do a wellness check. Yeah, he's well, he's gonna fail any wellness checks. <laughs> he's been sick for fifty years, so. But uh <laughs> Yeah, Kevin McDermott's gonna train. He claims he's gonna train for free. So, I said, well, I want in because I trained for free for way too many years. So, I want <laughs> to see how it feels here. on the other side. I want to see how the other side feels. But
1: uh, It probably feels pretty good.
0: Bit. We're disorganized, so it'll probably never happen, but whatever. You say and that. I, the and weather's we're... nice, at least, man. It's nice and you beautiful.
1: S- you say that now, and then when I come up there, you're going to be like, yeah, we got a horse.
0: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You'll you'll be fully aware. <laughs> um anyways, uh so we had a classic race this weekend and it seems like it never even happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. It's wild, like it's just so weird. It's just a, a a totally strange experience. The Derby was quite normal. I mean, other than the scratches. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, everything it's, it's else. It's frightening the that
0: you're, you're you're labeling the Derby as normal when it was like bizarre. It was
1: like, <laughs> well, it was more normal than I. I thought it was more
0: normal than the Preakness. The racing of it, you know, mm-hmm. the actual. It felt more like a, a, a Kentucky Derby. felt more like the Kentucky Derby than the Preakness. Did yes, feel like the Preakness? Yes, the Preakness. That's... I mean, looking at the field, I think did I say it to you? Uh, on a normal year, the, this might be the um. What's the race they run early in the day?
1: <laughs> what?
0: What's Which the way? race they run early in the day? That uh,
1: the <coughs> <do? clears throat> oh, um, I don't know. Actually, God, it's, it's, it's so bad. make me pull out the PPS, huh?
0: I think if we did this in the morning, I would my brain would work better.
1: You sure about that?
0: Yeah, I I get tired. <clears throat> I run out of gas. I'm like cheap speed now. Um but it was more like um the Sir Barton. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the the derby or the derby field, the the preakness field looked like what usually we get for the Sir Barton. I mean, National Treasures was fourth in a derby prep. Blazing Sevens was third. He wasn't a good third. Um, Red Root won, ran in some race named after bathhouses, which is a little uncomfortable. Uh, Chase the Chaos has been was dreadful coming into the race. Um, perform and, and Coffee with Chris are, are local horses, Maryland horses. I mean, that's not your typical preakness field. <laughs> Um, but,
1: uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was <sighs> that way, the race. And I said this earlier in the week, I was like, you know, this is more like a regular quote unquote regular race than it would be, you know, like a triple crown race just because the field was small and it shaped up, it, it basically ran to form, like what it looked like on paper, is exactly how it played out. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I just don't have much. I have much. I don't have much love for National Treasure. I just don't think he's that good. I think he is going to
1: be. No, he, took, he took a you know he took advantage of a, a, a great scenario pay scenario and and got it done. I I don't like him either. No. I mean, honestly, he probably would have won if I kept blazing seven straight. He was game. I'll tell
0: you what, I, I, I believe that you know he did show some gameness and, you know, we had talked about it all throughout the, the, the lead up to the derby was, I thought the problem with that horse is he doesn't like to pass horses.
1: No. Yeah. He and, gets headed and he's done, you know,
0: getting to the lead and getting a you know, soft fractions. And honestly, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know John Salzman at all, and I was rooting for him. But trainers do this a lot, and and it makes no sense. If you can be on the lead, be on the lead, like ninety seven percent of the time. And if he was going to enter that horse in the Preakness, he should have been on the lead because you if would. you're going to take your shot, take your shot. <clears throat> but I, I would have liked to tell him before the race, Don, if you're if you're rating. Just scratch. Save your money. You you have no shot. Your horse can only win on the lead. You can probably only hit the board on the lead. You can't do anything off the lead. Why are you trying to take back? And, you know, he affected the race in that, A, he let the one go to the lead. And people could say, well, he was going to the lead. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Listen. If the four leaves from the gate with intentions on going to the front, there's no possible way Johnny Velasquez is going to get in a speed duel with that horse. He's going to let him go. And then he's going to set up shop outside of him. He's not going to go 46 and change to the half with that horse. There's no it makes no sense. Right. But they can read. They can hear. The guy said before and sometimes connections do a little bit of,
1: of stand bagging. Gamesmanship. Yeah.
0: A little bit. You know, it's, ah, you know we, we don't need the lead. And then, you know, Tell your jock in the in the paddock go to the lead, no, no exceptions. Just go, go uh, fast. <laughs> the horse wanted to go. The jock was under instructions. I'm not blaming him. Um, was taking him back. In doing so, the horse was was getting out because he wanted to go. He wanted to run, and he took Blazing Sevens wide in the first turn because of that. And that affected the race. If you know, people talk about IRAD, you know, bearing in this and that. And, you know, I, I wasn't really great at physics, but as far as the other, as far as IRAD came in, the other horse who beat him came in. So, in this, when you're running straight in the stretch, ground, there's no more ground loss. So, I, I don't know that that actually is true. But I know this if he had been too wide in the first turn, he probably would have got ahead of National Treasure when you made his move. <coughs> he was about four wide yeah, in that turn. And that was only because the four rated. And, I mean, that, that just made no sense to me. I, I don't understand. If, if you're an owner, you're a trainer, and your horse has speed, use it. Use it. A cheaper horse, especially, uh, uh, I, I don't mean a cheap horse, but a, a horse – who, who might be taking a shot in a race against more talented horses. Speed is your advantage. Getting in front of those horses is your advantage. They have to catch you. You're not going to outrun them. You're not going to beat them doing what they want to do. Right, you can't beat them at their own game. You gotta... And this idea that horses stretching out, because the distance was the problem for that horse. I mean, honestly, he doesn't really on paper and pedigree doesn't really look like a horse that that the mile and three sixteenths or or further is gonna help it it seemed like he was really more of a miler but the mistake people make and they used to make this a lot more but we don't have two turn races that often anymore so it's harder to make it but if you're stretching out a, a, a speed horse even if the horse is is stopping going short, you wanna be on the lead going long because of the fractions, the dynamics of the race work for you. You're not going to have to go nearly as fast going two turns as you are in a one turn race where the pace is just that much faster. I did very well <clears throat> excuse me in my career, early in my career, with sprinters stretching out, and that was always Our goal was go to the lead and then, you know, try to, try to steal a quarter or more. And a lot of times the other docs would see this horse coming out of sprints and they'd they'd leave him alone. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go after him too early because they said, well, well, he was stopping going six furlongs. But yeah, he was stopping going six furlongs because he was going 22, 45. And in a two turn race, he goes 24, 47, a change, 48 it's it's a lot different. So you know, the fact is that we don't see that many two turn dirt races anymore that aren't cheap claimers or um you know stake races. So it's it's something that it's an angle that, that didn't work anymore because you couldn't find a races. But um yeah go to the lead. Speed is, is there's not that many tracks that often that are anti-speed biased. It happens, but not that
1: much. Not often.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, it's just like like New York in the turf races. You, know, you get races on the turf where nobody wants to be in the lead. Well, someone should go to the lead and open right. up a couple and then settle and, and try, sprint home. I mean, a guy like Early Fires... Um his, that was his deal. He early fires was he, who, who uh, was very aggressive and wanted to be an elite. He wanted to, Early fires wanted to be an lead every race. Um, but he won he had a, a great career, a great career in the Midwest, uh, going to the lead in races and walking the dog and sometimes just letting a horse roll on the front. Is, is what they want to do, too. Some horses don't want to be taken back. They don't want to have the bit in They just want to run. They want to be free running. And... Of
1: course they do. You've seen it. I mean, you see horses that, that have all the heart in the world when they're out there winging it. They see a horse in, in their peripheral, and then they stop just completely just like, nope, we're not doing this.
0: Yeah, but that that definitely changed the race. And, um, I mean, Mage broke really well. And I mean, in hindsight, it's easy to say now, of course, but in hindsight, he'd have been better off letting him stay up there. Right. So, um, I mean, coming back on two weeks rest. And don't forget, he was coming back on two weeks rest. He was also coming back off of a lifetime top effort. You know, it was by far his best race. And... If that's that's always a tough thing is, is to be able to come back and uh you know repeat that race especially in on um, short rest but he ran you know he ran fine and um you know the passing on to belmont which is probably the right move i mean he's a a lightly raced horse i mean his first race was basically february you know last part of january or part of february <laughs> And he, he's running two legs at a Triple Crown, and you know, there's the Belmont. It seems like it's going to be a, a pretty decent sized field. So, you know, I don't blame them for, um, you know, regrouping and and pointing for a summer campaign because, I mean, to be honest, the the three year old division is is up up for grabs at this point. Yeah, the National Treasure sure don't lead it. <laughs> the I mean, Forte won. Both those uh, fountain of youth and the Florida Derby, but I mean, he's one of the contenders, but he's got to come back and and coming back into Belmont's not going to be easy either. That's that's a tough race for, for a horse that hasn't
1: run right that many times, has really not much foundation.
0: No, it's it's not an easy race, so um. And, and, you know, the mile and a half, I, I don't know that he's particularly suited to it. So, uh, I mean, there's it's, – it's a wide-open division right now. And, uh, I mean, Mage has got a, a win in the Derby, and he's got a third in the Preakness. So, um, you know, it's like playing cards. Nobody's got much <laughs> hand, you know. Nobody's <laughs> sitting there with a full house right now. Everybody's got a, a win here and a win there and but his his win was the best one. So um so as of right now he's 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 probably a, a slight bit of a leader over uh you know, one derby beats uh, a fountain of youth in the Florida Derby. Yeah. And that-
1: it makes a lot of sense, but it
0: won't. It won't take much for a, a horse to seize control of the three-year-old dirt long division. I just have to win a couple races, so it'll. It'll. Uh, the second half should be interesting. There's, there are still a lot of, you know, a, a lot of lightly raced horses out there that that might develop into something more. Um, the horse that won the Peter Pan the other day and the horse who was second. Those two horses are, are both, you know, promising horses. Uh, but they're very lightly raced. The one, the one, the one, they're both coming off of Maiden wins. So it's it's um, it's hard to tell which way they're going to go because they don't always keep getting better. Sometimes that's it. That's all they got, you know. And the reason it took them that long to to actually get to the races, um, can come back and crop up and, and and uh and haunt you. So, so what else? You have any other impressions of the weekend?
1: Um, you know, as far as Pimlico goes and and the Preakness, uh, it was it was rather. Ordinary, I guess. I mean, I I guess a lot of that is due to the races that they have, you know, that are carded on both days. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's the stakes day for sure, but not like Derby Day where you're getting the best of the best. So it has a different feel to it. Not many horses you're really saying, oh, I can't wait to see so-and-so run. I mean, that horse from California kind of surprised me how well uh, she ran. Was that no? He ran. Yeah, in the sprint Uh, race. Sprint, yeah. Dan Blacker's horse. Yeah, just took off. That was cool to see. Um, But other than that, nobody really wowed me at all. No.
0: um, It it was. This is the reason that I I just think that um, people just don't seem to comprehend that you can't just move the Preakness and make it four weeks from the Derby. A, I don't think New York will do it. If I were Belmont, I wouldn't. Move. I wouldn't want to move. Why would they want to move to July 4th weekend and yeah, two weeks it, before Saratoga? It's just, it's just there, there's no wiggle room there. That's
1: that's like the absolute
0: last time they could have it. Right. And Churchill certainly is not moving off the first Saturday in May. That That's not going to happen. And, what do you do with the Preakness undercard? Like those races aren't going to be better by moving them two weeks out. No one's running in the in, uh, grade ones on the Derby undercard and, and running in some hundred thousand dollar race in Maryland. just not going to happen. So, you know, what is you, what do you do with the New York card? All the graded races, the Phipps, the Met Mile, um, uh, the acorn what What do you do with those races you just wait till july with them how, how can you do that you can't do that that makes no sense that that interrupts like everything seven different divisions right to get two fills in the preakness i don't <laughs> want to hear it the world's not fair people it just isn't fair <laughs> Some people were born looking like like us. I mean, I mean, like, why should we feel bad because we're so pretty and everybody else isn't? Like we've lived that our whole lives. No, but it's, it's the fact is that the Preakness has always been the stepchild race. It always has been the stepchild race. There was no era of where the Preakness was getting 12, 13, or 14-horse 14 fields it just never existed. Once in a while, they'd get a big field, but when you go back and you look at nine of those horses, were horses you never heard of again. B B B or somebody. B B B. It's it's just the way it is. But if you consider, you know, think of this, consider. How many things horse racing has screwed up in the last 20 years? Which, I mean, a pessimistic person would say, well, you know, everything. This is a very successful <laughs> series <laughs> of races. The, the TV ratings are, are through the roof for a horse race. Um, the attendance is, 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 is massive. I mean, when, when they're going for a triple crown at Belmont, they, they literally have to cap the thing. The Derby, they get 150,000 people. The Preakness, they, they, well, I mean, they used to get a lot of people. And I mean, I understand the Preakness undercard. And, and like you said, it's not a great, um, I mean, they're stakes, but they're not great stakes. And, they might suffer from just charging a little bit too much
1: to get in the place. Yeah, for something like that, I mean, essentially, you're not paying to get in the races, you're paying to get in the concert. Right. And concerts are fine, but
0: they should supplement the races. They shouldn't be co-features. But I don't trust horse racing to do anything right. So to me, I would, I'd be, I think you're nuts. If you want to move it? You know what? So what? You got to watch a seven or eight horse preakness. You'll, you'll live. There's no sense in screwing everything up for that. Like I said, I, I don't see how New York and and Churchill, because Churchill has a bunch of stake races that they run at at the end of June. Um, <clears throat> that all of a sudden are, will be impacted by moving that. And I just don't think that makes any sense. And if people don't like it, don't like it. I don't care. But you're missing the point. If you think trying to, to raise the status of the Preakness, which will not happen, by yeah. moving it.
1: It, and, it just seems to bring
0: everything else up especially if we're going to have horse, if horse racing is just going to be dominated by super trainers who refuse to run their horses more than a handful of times. And the fact is after the Derby, there's so many horses that get blown up going to the Derby. And after running in the Derby that all those prospects, you got to whittle them away. And I teased something the other day about this. And um, one of the reasons why four weeks doesn't, help the derby is because there's a massive amount of horses that bleed in a derby and no one wants to talk about it and no one wants to think about it and everybody wants to ignore it and everybody wants to think that it's not a big deal but it is a big deal it's the most stressful race these horses are ever going to run in number one number two half of them are just not prepared to be there they're just not prepared they don't have the foundation They haven't run enough. They haven't been experienced enough. And a lot of them are bleeding. A lot of them. You take them off Lasix, they bleed. There is this ridiculous notion that because we stopped using Lasix, that the horses aren't bleeding. The horses are bleeding, but now that there's no Lasix, the connections aren't as willing to say, yeah, my horse bled. Because it affects their value. No one wants to breed to stallions that people say bled. Even though they've been doing it for years and years and years. It's different when you eliminate Lasix from stake racing. It's a residual
1: effect that no one considers. Well, you see it in the past performances. You see horses coming off Lasix and and run their worst race they've had in years. And then go back on it and win. I'm trying to
0: think of the name of a Sweezy horse that, that, that's like two completely different horses.
1: I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: He's like two totally different horses. He's the, the most extreme example I can think of. On Lasix, he's a – he a 100 by. Off Lasix, he runs a 84. I mean, it's not – his form isn't even close. But, but a lot of horses are bleeding. If you bleed in a derby, you're not running back into Preakness in four weeks. You can't use clenbuterol anymore. No one's going to do that, man. And that's what people just don't seem to get. If my horse bleeds bad in the derby, I'm not running back in the preak in four weeks. What am I going to do? Work, work them one time a week out and hope? <laughs> I mean, that's what you're asking. It, it doesn't make sense.
1: Well, yeah, because we saw what happened to Tyler's tribe and all that nonsense. Exactly. The
0: Derby to the to the Belmont five weeks, you got an extra week. You got extra time. You can get two works in and not have to press your horse. Not that there's that many horses that go from the Derby to the Belmont either,
1: but They usually don't. They sit out and wait for the Haskell slash Travers and go from there. Listen,
0: you, you, you want to make the Preakness a better race? The first thing you should do is downgrade the Santa Anita Derby, the Bluegrass and the Arkansas Derby because they shouldn't be grade ones to start with and the horses that win those races lack incentive to run in the Preakness and you say well why would that be well because winning a grade 1 is is kind of the chief requirement to become a stallion these days and once you win it well you got one so you know there's there's the, there's enough of them that you lose incentive so you don't need to run back in 2 weeks If you think you have a shot of winning the Preakness running back in two weeks, you're going to run if you don't have that grade one in your pocket already. The last grade one for two-year-olds should be the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. There should be no grade ones for that class between the first week in, in November and the Kentucky Derby. That's your grade one. The Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, the Haskell, the Travers, the Pennsylvania Derby, and that's it. That's it. Six of them. Those are grade ones for three-year-olds.
1: I I don't see why it's so difficult for them to change that. No one thinks of it. It seems very, very easy to do. (laughs) Because
0: no one thought of it, first of all. (laughs) None of the people that actually can do stuff, they they don't think about that. And, And they will give you 57 reasons why you can't do it.
1: Well, that's that's my thing. Is why why all the excuses? What what do they have to lose? Listen, you the
0: greatest thing that Toba could take every single stake and regrade it if they wanted to. They own the grades. They're the people that, that actually do the grading, and they'll tell us about some international thing, blah 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 blah. And it doesn't matter in the end because the people buying our bloodstock aren't going to just suddenly say, "Oh man, you're you're not going to recognize our racing." We're not coming to buy your horses. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I understand there's rules and blah, blah, blah. But. Races weren't always graded. You can change the system. There's no laws about this. It's not a law. It's not a requirement. Simple. The first grade one is the Derby. If you create uh, value Around the grade ones. If you create. A, a, a rarity to them. You, you. You increase their value. You increase the worthiness of them. You, you increase the desire for people. To win them. By having fewer. And since we have. A lot fewer horses than we used to. And they're in the same hands. Which should be a factor. Then it would only make sense. Let's try to increase the desire to win our best races, not decrease it because the horse won the Arkansas Derby and he's got his grade one. Listen, if they, if they move, if you move the Preakness three weeks out, and this is something that I I talked about, I think last week or the week before, I think that would be a good compromise in that you're doing something. You continue to have uh, the series be in a a short time frame, relatively speaking. And coming back on three weeks and then coming back on three weeks is still something that's beyond the norm that's done. I just don't see why the, the Triple Crown won't just become three races if we spread them out a month apart. What, why what's so special about them now I don't I don't see it I don't, I don't see what the difference is anymore if they're a month apart then then why aren't they just the same as the Haskell Travers and the Pennsylvania Derby and nobody calls that like the second season triple crown, right though that has been tried but you know nobody wanted nobody wanted to play ball but um <laughs>
1: When, when would they ever?
0: A lot of horses bleed in these graded races. A lot of them. I hear it from the trainers, man. A lot of them. Way more than people want to believe. And like I said, no one wants to say it because they don't want to devalue their horse. I know a horse who finished second one of the... the Races on the Derby undercard, the Derby Oaks undercard. And uh, the horse bled four out of five. It still finished third or second. But that, you know, you got to give him time off now. Anyways. Anyways.
1: Anyways.
0: What do you think of uh, Maple Leaf Mel?
1: It's pretty good. It's a pretty good horse. Man. She ran them off their feet, kind of.
0: I thought the two most impressive races of the weekend were both sprints. Yes. uh, Maple Leaf Mel and and then... uh... Straight out of Compton, whatever that horse's name is.
1: Straight no chaser, homie.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, it wasn't a great field, but he
1: drilled them. That's for sure. Yeah, it's was. nice. It's nice to see a good sprinter have speed. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, honestly, that was like we we've always well we've been saying it for two years now that the, that division was kind of lost. At least now there's somebody to shoot for, right? That's that's the target.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep, California speed. That that was the old saying, California speed. And it used to be true, man.
1: It used to be true.
0: It used to be true.
1: But uh still is somewhat. I mean, they run races differently out there a little bit.
0: And it, it ain't the same. No. Nothing in racing has changed more than Southern California dirt racing. It used to be speed, 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 man. And it just isn't anymore. <laughs> But anyways, um, we've made it about a half hour into this without mentioning a certain guy's name that uh, brought a... <sighs> certainly evokes emotion from people. At the very least, no one's neutral on the guy, except for me. Uh, Mr. Baffert made his triumphant return to the Triple Crown.
1: And he also... <laughs> Almost single-handedly destroyed it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, kind of.
0: It's bad when I'm watching a race and I see a horse bobble and I get like 12 text messages at the same time and, and every one of them is like...
1: This isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't good. That's what I got too.
0: Yeah. like Or, or you know, <clears throat> worse. Um. It just kind of took the wind out of your sails, and and this was not a a really. We talked about it on Friday. You and I talked, and it was like, man, this is not even like. It's not even a compelling weekend, hardly right. I mean, it wasn't like were. Was, oh man, I'm looking forward to this. Or looking forward to that. It was just like, all right, run these races. Maybe we'll you know make a couple bets here and there, and but nothing. You know, it it just was a very bland. uh
1: yeah, it was like a regular, different. you know, a regular card with with the, with some stakes on it, you know. But
0: but the Baffert situation with the horse breaking down and being on the vets list for being injected. Now lots of horses are injected, and there's been literally hundreds of thousands of horses that have been injected that didn't break down the, the following month. But when one does, especially one trained by a person. Uh, of that high profile in a stakes race on the undercard of, of a classic race, it is a
1: problem. And right. it, it's gonna be viewed a whole lot differently.
0: Exactly. The the thing that I've tried to say and I, I just get um I get it, uh, it's like incredulous sometimes that no one's listening. That hisa is going to fail
1: because they cannot control when horses break down. Nobody can. Exactly. And that's the farce about the whole thing and the way that, you know, people perceive hissa to just, you know, as soon as they're they're in like today... Then all this stuff is going to stop, and that's that's not even close to the case. And and I, I don't want I want it to work, and that's the thing that that's maddening. Uh, why would I not want it
0: to work? Why would I want uh, the, the the cheating guys to want those people in the game? We we want it to work. We want Heisa to work. But you know what I've gotten from Heisa so far? So far. I got I got. Uh, Toe grabs and and, 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 and whip (laughs) strikes and and, and labeling of of food supplements, which is just ignorant stuff.
1: Did you see the, the fine for raising the hand over the helmet? No. Oh, yeah. It was a violation. Jockey raised his hand over his helmet when striking. No, no. Fine. Listen, man. You want to have rules, you want to have
0: regulations, fine. Cool. If, even if even if they don't really do anything. Which most of those things don't really do anything. But, and and I have a problem with this. And I don't care if people don't like it. But <coughs> on the morning when the Baltimore Sun just, they just ran the biggest sporting event that Baltimore has. It's bigger than anything that happens in, in Baltimore. Maybe if, if, if the Ravens were in like the AFC championship. But no other activities in the city of Baltimore have 15 million people watching on television. The Preakness does. And it brings in hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, they bet millions of dollars. And the Baltimore Sun led with a a picture of Sunday morning of death and a horse a broke down horse. And the same day the investigative division of HISA puts out a tweet about labeling of food supplements. And I just don't I mean it's it's kind of like a racing tradition, right? Not reading the room. I mean, the racing is always kind of like not getting it. And Dan Ross did a, an interview with Lisa Lazarus, and it, this is this is the thing. There's so much confusion around what what these people are putting out there. We were told we we're told there's not going to be threshold levels, no threshold levels for for for. Um, Medications detection level is a positive. And Lisa Lazarus, when asked by Dan Ross about the Forte situation, says that under Heisa rules, the Forte positive wouldn't have been a positive because it would have been under their their level. The, they allow the you know the, the testable level or whatever they're they're calling it now, which is essentially a threshold. They do have thresholds. But they've been telling everybody they don't have thresholds. So you say to yourself, okay, meloxicam, which is the positive that Kletcher got with Forte last September, is not on the approved list of drugs. So so my question is, if it's not approved and it was detected, that's not what you're telling everyone. (laughs) And perhaps they just haven't been explaining it that well, which is
1: yeah, that they definitely a have
0: possibility. Not. But <clears throat> you're telling us that drugs that are medications that aren't uh, aren't approved are is found in a horse. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I just say I'm not sure you know why this is because this isn't really what you've been telling us. And right.
1: That doesn't make any sense. Like you're telling us that this is supposed to curb these things with, you know, uh, medications that aren't on a certain list. You have one. And then you're saying it's not a positive or it wouldn't trigger anything. I, I just, it just is baffling
0: to me that you're going to tell everyone that you're, you're eliminating thresholds. And then you quote saying that a, a current positive wouldn't be a positive because it's underneath what they're going to test that. And I'm sure there's some sort of technical explanation, but
1: that's the thing: is that right? How are we supposed to know? How
0: how is the general on the, public on the backside? You're, you're not you're not working in, in a in a technical situation. It's a practical situation. All trainers wanted. Literally all trainers wanted. Was to tell them. What they can use. When they can use it. Period. And they've not gotten that. That's a misconception. They have not gotten that. They've gotten some nebulous guidelines. From the RMTC. Through the THA. But. Everybody should realize that those things are not uh, they're not concrete. They're guesstimates. And maybe they're good guesstimates, but they're guesstimates nonetheless. I mean, if you drove down the road and the sign said speed limit, maybe 45. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I think that's intentional. I think that, that too much there's too many people on these boards, and there's too much thought process behind this of trying to "quote unquote" change the culture, and they don't—they—they don't, they, they shouldn't be trying to change any culture. It's not up to them to change culture. It's up to them to regulate. Correct. Culture is what it is. You regulate, and it all works itself out. You put—you put together good rules, and it all works itself out. You—you you put together practical rules, and you, and you treat people fairly. And honestly, and you, you, you drop the hammer on the guys that are trying to do things illegally or trying to press the envelope. But it's, it's just mass confusion, mass confusion. And it pisses me off that everybody gets their clock turned back to zero today. All the guys with, with a million positives, they're back to nothing. So I, so anybody that worked diligently in their career to not get drug positives and not have issues and not have problems, you weren't rewarded. You don't get rewarded by getting horses. You don't get rewarded by, by doing the right thing. And, and that's one of the reasons uh, Dan Wolken in the USA Today wrote a good article about about Baffert. And he basically said, and, he, and, and, and by the way, he didn't mention Heiss at one time. He said, Baffert wins. That's why it doesn't matter how many horses he breaks down or how many horses get drug positives.
1: Sounds familiar, doesn't it? That winning thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it all, it's all good when you win. That, that, and it, and he's not wrong uh-uh. he's not wrong he's absolutely right
0: and it's the truth and it doesn't matter who does the regulation and it shouldn't matter the regulation shouldn't be this this uh, mountain that the industry needs to climb and conquer you're not going to conquer it can't conquer regulation. You can't conquer regulation of anything. There's always a loophole somewhere, some way. I mean, laws, are, there's this idea that, oh, well, it's a law now, so everybody should just get behind it.
1: Right. I mean, <laughs> what about all the laws
0: the IRS passes? You all get behind that? You all root for them? Yeah. Hey, IRS. Yes, yes, yes. Garnish my pay. Garnish my pay. So we can give more money to the politicians to squander.
1: And that's exactly what happens. Pretty much. <laughs> but
0: I, I just don't understand why this needs to be cheerleaded. It needs to be pointed out every time they make a mistake so they can fix
1: it. Yes. And I think that's that's where the, the reasonability comes, you know, should come into play. Like common sense where, you know, of course this thing is not going to be perfect. You're having a whole bunch of people that don't know what they're doing, don't know a sport really relying on information from God knows where to implement this huge endeavor to, to regulate a sport that's, you know, not unregulated, but very sparingly in, in a lot of ways where, you know, the screws aren't tight. Um, now you have this body that is clearly going to make mistakes or go in the wrong direction. I, I know um, I, I was, I was on a live stream with a guy, he said he had to, you know, kind of tell them about the toe grab thing to get it changed or at least help. You know, he's like, this is why he had to show them like, you know, horses could slip on a wet track or what have you in order to understand why there's traction on the back of the shoes." The, the I mean, and then they, they just kind of scrapped that whole idea. But of course, they're gonna—they're—they're they're not gonna be perfect, um, and and it, it just—it's—it's it's really wild to see people like, oh well, you should just, you know, get behind it. Well, questioning it isn't not getting behind it. It's trying to make it as best as possible. It's a federal law. What what sort of get behind? Right. It, We're it, not and, the FBI. Well, I mean, it—you it, know—people for whatever reason in the sport think that you know. You have to cheerlead it like you were saying. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. You should scrutinize it as much as possible. So so you make it as best as it can be. And without questioning things that are going on, that's never going to happen. And just go along with whatever they say. All these things get challenged. Like Whenever there's laws and things like that that are pretty broad and wide sweeping, there's usually a challenge in court.
0: The Wall, the Wall Street Journal the other day did a little hmm. short little piece about about the law and and about how the Supreme Court is jonesing to get a case in front of them um under these circumstances and then this wouldn't be a be a great case for them that they want that
1: that's, that's gonna happen yeah it's inevitable I mean it seems know. like
0: it and and I, I'm not I don't have any legal expertise other than what I'm told by people who do, but it's, it's, it's just strange. I I can't argue the constitutionality of the law. I I don't know.
1: Right. You don't know that. I don't know anything
0: about that. All I know is that it is, it does make me uncomfortable. (laughs) uh, A federal program is being run privately and being funded privately. Because whoever pays you is your boss, essentially. I mean, in any situ- situation, who- whoever pays you, they're the ones that call the shots.
1: Right. And it opens it up to, for corruption and all kinds of things. And,
0: and the, FTC, the FTC, the federal government, they're not paying for this. The jockey club and somehow the Breeders' Cup and somehow the NTRA. I don't even know the NTRA had money like that. <laughs> but they're, they're the ones paying for this until they get their funding mechanisms working and, 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 and what have you.
1: Yeah. Good luck that, with that. that.
0: That doesn't seem like a federal program.
1: No, it's, it seems like a private entity running. It is.
0: Know. It essentially is a private entity. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, it, to me it's an uncomfortable situation because people are mad. People get mad. They're going to say, Oh, well, you know, those guys are haters. And retribution's a real thing. They can't really do anything to us. Could get mad. Can't fire yeah. us. We don't We don't have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if they stopped us, at least if they stopped me from betting, well, thank you. <laughs> um, but, but what I, you know, and we're joking. But the, the thing is that it, it's just like, there's a lot of things that the people should have been brought into the fold. And they've made mistakes they shouldn't have made. And. I just don't have a lot of confidence. And. In, in, in it. And. I mean the people that are. They all seem to be kind of like. You know optimistic. But cautious. I'm not optimistic. But I'm cautious. <laughs> because everything that racing has tried to do. Fails. Because it doesn't. Understand. What the hell the goals are, and I don't think that the goals that are stated in public are really the goals for this. And that might be my own paranoia, but
1: well, I mean, you of kind them, of have to question like, it, to, to
0: right? not bring experienced people into the fold. And I don't want to hear about the regulation people because they're part of the problem, man. They're part of the problem. <laughs> We all say, right? Oh, that's how we got here. In oh, the, the state-by-state state regulation sucks, and what they do—they brought in a bunch of people that worked under that. Right.
1: That, that's how we got here in the first.
0: Yeah. place. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh,
1: and like I said, man, we wanted to work. Oh, well, definitely wanted to work. Yeah, because, but you know, if you go
0: through people's tack rooms and 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 seize uh,
1: herbal medications
0: because they claim to do something. <laughs> And not actually worry about what's in the, 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 the jar, even if it's legal, even if it's innocuous. No, 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 that's going to be a violation. So people that never had any violations are going to suddenly have violations because, of, because they tried to do something to help their horse. And to me, that's shitty. That's shitty rules. And that, that just is creating problems where none existed. There was, there is no problem with labeling of non medication um, supplements. That is a
1: made up rule if I've ever heard one. Look at that idea. That's my thing. It's like, why would they think that was the thing to do? Makes sense. And listen, there's
0: a lot of other technical things, and just nobody, I'm sure, wants to hear about it, but. But we want things to do good man, but this sport is getting
1: to a situation where it it can't go back. right that's what I was saying the other day is that we've gone too far to go back and almost gone too far to keep going forward and and it's just getting into that deadlock situation where it just doesn't it just doesn't look good for the future right now. I mean, shit can change, of course. But it would take a lot. And I, I don't see it right now. But you know, maybe a year from now we will be having a different conversation, but I don't think so.
0: A lot of ways I, I don't think that raising can do anything to change. It's it's path. I think the path is, is not is is not good. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the society's changed and I am never, uh, never been a big advocate of the animal rights. People are going to run us out of town because horse racing, if done right, um, is always going to have issues, but it was always strong enough as an industry politically. And, and it was always strong enough as an industry, um, financially
1: right but. for the longest time until like you know get in bed with with you know slots slot revenues and that makes it susceptible because you know it's just one bill they could pull the plug
0: yeah i mean you're, you're basically relying on others it heist is not saving horse racing guys it, it ain't saving it. See, and
1: I, and I think that's the perception that's out there, and that's what know, people and, are and thinking. It's just it's it's such a faulty perception
0: because it doesn't really do a damn thing for the business side. As a matter of fact, it makes it tougher on on the people that we need. That's the smaller to medium sized owners and trainers. You have a lot of pressure on them financially as it is, uh, and nothing's being done for them. Um, I saw. Today they they give out trainer bonuses for running on um, this weekend at, at, at Pimlico, mm. and they're pretty generous bonuses. And it's all going to they all went to big barns. Grand Motion won the big one, and um, Brittany Russell and Maker and and Chad and and I think if if I was a regular you know still training and I read that article,
1: I'll oh, be fuming, dude.
0: I would probably, next time they, they ask me to enter to help them out with an entry, I would probably say, call one of the people that, that you give gave the money. bonuses to. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can buy a horse with the bonus money and, and enter a horse for you. I know why they do it. I, I get why they, they do it. But they don't read the room, man. Shut up about it. We don't want to hear it. Don't put it in our face. The big trainers, oh, they win the, the participation award? Yeah, they win the participation award because they have all the horses.
1: <laughs> Certainly has a lot to do with it.
0: <laughs> it's, uh... but But Heist is not going to help the business of racing, man. It just isn't. All the idea they have about, oh well, it'll do this and it'll do that. None of that shit's gonna happen. I remember when they got rid of when when steroids, when when we, we you can give steroids anytime. Like Rick Nacho didn't break any rules when he gave steroids to Big Brown. He broke no rules and he wasn't the only one in that race that gave them. And people freaked out about it and you know they more or less outlawed steroids and it's not that you can't use them you just can't use them close to race i mean it's it's like three six months now so um but i remember when they were you know lobbying to to do away with it. and a lot of the echoes of those hollow words that they used they resonate with me, man. I remember when they told me, a guy told me, oh, it's going to change everything for you guys. So what do you mean? Oh, well, you know, some of these guys are giving these horses tons of steroids. I'm like, yeah, and? Well, we're going to get rid of them. Uh, and I said to him, I said, dude, most people are using them. I know. It's like everybody's got those. Those guys aren't winning because they're using steroids. Like, steroids are actually, you know, they're not. It's not heroin. When used properly, it's it's beneficial for horses. I understand why you you, you know you're you're gonna not allow people to use them. Number one because they abuse them, and number two because of, of the negative connotation of the word steroid. But but let's be, be serious here. This isn't gonna change anything. It's not gonna change anything at all. As a matter of fact, if anything, it'll help the the bigger trainers because they've got more horses and they have more money and they have more resources and they have more ability to give their horses time off if need be or or try a, another therapy of some sort and unfortunately I was right I wish I wasn't but it was and the the top guys won more they win more now than they ever did they win more not that didn't didn't level the playing field it's <laughs> like not one just bit like taking away Lasix. It, it doesn't it doesn't level the playing field it unlevels the playing field. But that's the thing. is So much is done in racing. And it's based on, on faulty um, hypothesis. I mean, it's just faulty. It's just not right. It's not true. And I, I can't tell you one person who uh, whoever has... Bitched to me in the last six months or more about late odds changes. Not one of them said. Ch-. <laughs> we, we got that. We, we, we all, If we only had that regulation, <laughs> if only heist was in effect. Then, you know, believe me, there the, are the, people saying heist is going to do this, going to do that. It's not. It's just a regulation, bro. It's just. It's just rules for trainers. And jockeys it, it's just rules and it doesn't even take into consideration hurting the most bizarre concept oh. that the only the only thing involved with jockeys is um, uh, they're, they're gonna you're they're gonna give them some uh, you know they're gonna find them and, and and suspend them for for having miscounting strikes and um, they're, they're making them take uh, physicals that's basically it everything else no no problem no you want to herd no problem safety that not in our not in our book that ain't safety
1: it's in the name right
0: yeah yeah man
1: So do you anticipate it being quiet over the next couple of weeks, at least till the Belmont with the new protocols in place?
0: I really don't know. I mean, like I said, it it gets more confusing by the day. Uh, If you're going to be in an environment where there's no thresholds at all and simple detection because detection can be it. It's hard to describe how small or how low the levels can be tested for now. Like picograms is like, it's, it's hard to like grasp.
1: It's a speck. It's really small.
0: Yeah. And if that was going to be the standard, then, then I would expect a lot of positive tests. Environmental contamination is simple, and people don't don't get It's not like uh, the person who who contaminated the area uh, peed on the horse's leg or something. <laughs> it doesn't have to be it can be a tiny microscopic uh, thing. It, it, it's not you know And it doesn't have to necessarily be the day of the race. Usually it's not.
1: I mean, that's like too late <laughs> by that point.
0: But I, I mean I can't I can't really tell you what's gonna happen. And a lot of the and, and this is the other thing, in the beginning, you know, they they preach transparency but it's really not very transparent.
1: It's not really
0: transparent. I mean, it might be a little bit quicker,
1: but that's why it's so strange that they have so many groupies.
0: I think it's like a lot of things Barry, in racing that people believe what they want to believe, even if it's like you know
1: wrong, <laughs> right, inherently wrong. Yeah,
0: they they believe what they want to believe. They don't believe you know, what the what the facts and figures say. They they believe what they want to believe. I guess that's that's like, a, I mean, that, that's everything in society these days, right? I mean, you have people that are terrified. Oh, my God. Migrants are coming to
1: our, our area.
0: Right. Yeah, who the hell do you think's been bussing tables?
1: <laughs> or mucking stalls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or, or on these construction sites or, or uh, you know, uh, working on these farms. Who do you, Who do you think's been doing that? People get, people get worked up because they want to get worked up. Just like in New York right now, everybody, all the counties are, are declaring a state of emergency. What? Um, because of migrants being relocated into their counties.
1: Why? You want to know why? Well, I know why, but
0: no, you don't. You, you, bet you I bet you you're wrong on the reasoning. That. Why do you think it is?
1: Because they're scared.
0: No. It's nothing to do with they're scared. You know why they're declaring states of emergencies? Because under a state of emergency, uh, more you're money. eligible for funds. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say it's either scared or money, but
0: <laughs> exactly,
1: it's dollars. It's always dollars. Fun. That's usually the catalyst for anything that's done.
0: Exactly, and and that's like, and every, but all the people are all riled up about it, and it's like, oh my god, there's a state of emergency. Yeah because yeah, they want gonna, funds. They're gonna bring twenty five migrants. They'll immediately find jobs, uh, immediately find work for for Steve Asmussen and Todd Pletcher. Like, we have migrants come to to the to the area every year. Hello. But it's it, it's that's that's what I mean. Wild, people want to get stirred up about it. They want to get stirred up. Oh my God, there's the state of emergency. It's state of emergency because this way the county gets more money, federal funds. They get a check, but no one. <laughs> I shouldn't say no one, but so many people, they they don't look into it. They don't think about it. They just. They don't read to the end of the article. They just read the headline. And then they get stirred up. And then they talk to their friend. And then they get him stirred up. And then they talk to somebody else. And they get <laughs> and everybody's all stirred up. And in the end... And then
1: they tell three friends and so on and so on.
0: And, and it's just about money. It's just about, <laughs> about 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 handouts. There's nobody that looks for government handouts more than... than state governments or, or county governments, or, governments are, are looking for more handouts than, than any other governor governments do. Way more than people. They all want these grants and bonds and this and that and the other thing. But that goes back to people believing what they want to believe in. Horse racing is, is not any different. I mean, there are people that literally think that that some of these trainers have never, like, done anything wrong. <laughs> they really believe that. I mean, they, they actually believe like everything's is 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 a lie, and they're framed, or this, or that, or the other thing. And then there's the, the opposite side. Who thinks that every trainer has is, is got a chemistry kit in their
1: garage? Yeah, I, you know, I, that, that really tells me a lot because <laughs> uh, clearly that person didn't meet a lot of trainers. No kidding. You know, one of the, the fallacies of
0: the backside that you get on, on, the, on Twitter and social media more than you get in person. But um, people don't understand that the vet groups that work on the backside, the veterinarian groups, that they don't just have like one client. Like the group that works for Todd Bletcher, uh, Yarbrough, they have like five or six different vets and they probably have 30 clients. They probably have 25 30 trainers in the backside that, that they do the work for not just one yeah, so when you see people say oh well they should put the vet's name in the in the in the program next to the horse so what sometimes those vets might treat six horses or seven horses in the race. Especially at some of the smaller tracks where there's not as right. many veterinarians, you might have one group or two groups do do all the horses. So you know people think that that kind of information is going to be helpful, and not really. You know, just, so I, I don't see why everyone gets up in arms because Forte had a positive in September and they didn't hear about it. Be like All right, well what difference does it make? Were were you not gonna bet on him in the Fountain of Youth because he had a positive in September? So the race in, in, in March or April, you were just gonna um I mean yes. you would you would have lost <laughs> you know I, right. had to bet against them or were you gonna bet more? I, I I mean that's the thing I don't understand. Like like, all right, you got a positive and you know, it's
1: being dealt with
0: there. There's there's a lot of uh, you know, misinformation, it seems about it. it. It seems a little bit complicated. But why do people get mad about that? That's what I don't understand. Like, what, why are they mad? And someone said, oh, well, the Eclipse Award. Who cares about the Eclipse Awards? Who cares? What difference does it make to any of us about the Eclipse Awards?
1: Doesn't only the breeders.
0: Even the breeders. The only people it really affects are the people who win the things. Everybody else. What difference does it make? What difference does it make? You know, but, but it's just like, man, everybody just wants to be mad sometimes. Yes. But it, but going back to the theme before, racing is in a position now where, I mean, let's not pretend like this was the first time a horse broke down on the undercard of a triple crown race. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, no, that's uh, that's not the case. Um, you know, we've had horses break down in Triple Crown races. Uh, remember Union City?
1: Yep, that was the first one. Yeah. that came to mind. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Demons Be Gone pulled up on the backside of the Derby, blood pouring out of his nostrils. And it wasn't even a real story back then. It was a story only because you know he was the favorite, but it wasn't like a national TV story. It was just a race. Right. It was a
1: mention in the in the in the wrap up. I
0: mean if you haven't been following racing that long, you would be pretty shocked. The racing survived after the 1990 Breeders' Cup.
1: Oh, man. That was ridiculous.
0: There was a spill in the sprint race. Two went down. Mr. Nickerson and I can't even remember who else. And then one of the, the stars of the card, Gopher Wand, broke down at the eighth goal. Right that wasn't the our...
1: same year the horse flipped, right? And got stuck in the fence. Yeah, that was the same year, right?
0: Schulhofer's
1: horse. Yeah, Still, yeah.
0: No, I think that was a different year.
1: That, I was going to say. Well, yeah. I mean, that was that was that, that, was that just goes one. to show you. There's not. it's not, yeah. it's not something that is isolated. I mean, One broke down, and and, and that was,
0: <clears> like I said, that was one of the marquee races. Her versus Bayakova. Her was Passiana. I can't remember. I think
1: it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Bayakova. Yeah.
0: And uh, Sports Illustrated had
1: wasn't it on the cover?
0: Yeah, for it was four. There was four pictures inside. Um, not bad pictures too. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, there was one that that showed a lot. I yeah. remember. Yeah,
0: and um, and back then people were like, "Oh God, that's awful," and then moved on. Right, and. I, I keep going back to it um, but I I'm pretty sure it was the 89 it must have been 86 it must have been 86 because 89 was was at Gulfstream that was mm-hmm. easy going that
1: was a special two-day right. meet they had
0: 88 was Churchill 87 was was uh, was Hollywood. And 86 was Santa Anita. 85 was
1: Aqueduct. Aqueduct. And 84 was. So
0: 86, Lady Secret. I'm pretty, yeah, I was pretty sure it was 86.
1: Chris McCarran
0: was involved in a, in a race and a spill on the backside of Santa Anita going into the far turn. Uh, and the horse went down hard, snapped his leg, and McCarran went down and broke his arm. A couple of horses went over the top of them. Um, it, it was a it was a really bad scene, a really bad scene, way worse than Saturday, like, um, like much worse. And McCarron wound up doing TV for the Breeders' Cup, which back then was one day, just on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, they showed the spill
1: oh a bunch of times
0: three times from three different angles showing like you know him what what caused him to not be riding in the races they showed the thing they showed the head on i mean <laughs> it was just part of the game and as part of of society's um accepted it as such it was accepted as such and that's just not true anymore and that's not anything the horse racing did that's the right. horse racing did not change the way society views things this is what i'm trying to say to people that there's nothing we could have done it's it's more about think about how terribly people treat each other these days <laughs> I mean, there was a video um, going around a couple of weeks ago about these people beating up this old lady. and Everybody's filming it. Right. You know, they're all taking pictures on their. Uh, you know, they're all they're all videoing it. Nobody's helping the lady. But but that that's our society. But when it comes to animals, it's over the top. Off limits. It's it's gone it's gone so far over the top that. Um, it just is, you, you'd need uh, a what are they called? Uh, sociologists sociologist to kind of explain why this is. The people have less regard for humans, but way more regard for animals. Um, and that's not racing's doing. And I, I've said this before on the show. I had a chart book from 1992 from Saratoga one year. The whole, I the whole, all the charts for the whole year. And when I went through it, I was shocked at how many breakdowns there were. Huh. Because it doesn't resonate in your mind that I, I don't know. I mean, how was at the races all the time back then. But for whatever reason, I, I can't recall a lot of them. And I think that was just because it wasn't it just it just was not considered nearly as bad as it's considered now. And that's not a societal thing. I, I don't think it's it's a it's a racing thing at all. But the problem is that that some people wanna go back to this time that never really existed and and i think that's the problem in that that we cannot control when a horse is going to get hurt and and we can put all kinds of standards in and all kinds of mandates and and, and you know, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with doing as much as you can to try to mitigate that issue there's nothing wrong with that i'm not criticizing that at all but some of the numbers that are out there are false, they're massaged, and I think that's creating a false narrative, and I think that's that's a negative too. I think that's a, a, a real negative, because the baseline numbers that you want to be compared to aren't always truly accurate that's about all I'll say on that Hmm. but if an investigative reporter started digging into some of the situations about those numbers it would be really bad for horse raising. put it that way but you brought up a good point Uh, our biggest jurisdictions are completely dependent on alternate sources of revenue. And they don't have to stay with us. There's no requirement saying that they're going to stay. And everyone could say, well, it's the law, but laws change.
1: Yeah, they they change all the time.
0: Especially when you're talking about money. And For whatever reason, the states have always regarded gambling money as theirs, (laughs) which to me has always been kind of unseemly, Um, but the tracks and to a lesser extent, the casinos um, were always so busy kissing their ass to get approved that they never pushed back on that. But but you're right. I mean, a lot of what racing does has really no effect. And a lot of what can be done by people outside of racing can have a great effect. And I think that is really why um, not trying to strengthen the game, not trying to expand and trying to grow, um, ignoring their core customers, uh, letting the backsides you know, turn into this have and have nots. None of that is good for business. It's all bad for business. And but that's happening, and that's it's not being addressed. And it's just going to get worse. People walk away from this game all the time, and they don't ask for grand exits they don't um, make proclamations they just leave they just they just say I had enough and they stop coming and they stop owning horses and they stop betting on horses and it's kind of tough to measure that but it's happening man It's, it's definitely happening
1: You know it was an eye-opening thing for me on that particular subject. What's that? And this happened tonight. Um, Sabria is doing a project on horse racing for school and the one of the tasks was to kind of put in chronological order how things are with you know or how the sport started and where it is now. And it, it really opened my eyes when she said, for the last one, the last point, is that horse racing isn't as popular as it used to be for a lot of reasons. Now, she didn't elaborate yet, but just the fact that she knows that. And she, you know, really peripheral type stuff here. Like, she wasn't, you know, digging into, you know, you know Daily Racing form archives and things like that. This is very high level. And she's she's ten, and I was like, man. She's like, yeah. It used to be the most popular sport in in America, and now it's like, that. Eh. Those were her words.
0: Yeah, it's scary, actually, if you think about it. Right. Um, I I just I can't tell you that. I mean, I was at I was at the races today with, you know, guys who've who raced their whole lives from Saratoga, you know we've been
1: right. You see them forever. They're like they're like pieces of furniture
0: in there, and you know one of them said to me, he says, you know, I, I look forward to Mondays coming and hanging out here more than anything. I, you know, like watching right, just the to race, hang with the buddies. Watching the races isn't even, you know, secondary. It's got an air of inevitability about it, and that's that's so true it's an air of inevitability that it's the same people all the time. And you don't, you know, he said, he's like, guy said, he goes, it's all favorites all the time or it's horses that you can't come up with. He goes, and that's, you know, don't even get into the light odds changes. My other friend told me, you know, he's that's this okay. is, this guy. We used to go on, on tours, To to bet horses, man, we had to drive (laughs) the back in the day,
1: right? There's um, no like you'd be lucky to get a bet in over the phone at that time. And we had
0: to work hard to make bets,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but he said he, because I I can't, you know, I download the races and just can't get excited about it anymore. And I, I said, you know, I used to get the PPs and I would tear into them, like. For like a weekend like this, first thing I do, I'd be like, "Man, I want to!" Can't wait to see them. And now, I, you know, mm. I glance at them, and then sit, they sit there for a couple of days until it until it gets closer. You know, and and that's that's just a couple people, but we get lots of emails and lots of texts and lots of feedback from people who say the same thing, man. And I'm sure this show, we have a lot of people listening in our demographic, the you know, age demographic, that that will will echo what we're saying, that it's just not as fun anymore.
1: I and see I it constantly think, on Twitter. I mean, tweets yeah. responding to certain things. Oh yeah, I just don't it's not what it used to be. It's you know, not, a lot of that. It's not. And that's the thing. It's not.
0: But the the powers that be aren't addressing that. They're just letting things get worse, and they, they throw all kinds of stuff at you all the time. Like, oh, we can't do that because of this. We can't do this because of that. Oh, it's a business, and oh, you know, this we have to be fair, and and it's just like, man, I I get new people are the goal in some ways, getting getting new eyes and and bringing new people in, but if you lose all the the, the old people. If you lose all your, your, your current customers, if your current customers become your past customers, you're never going to get enough people to replace that the ones that they have. I mean, they they, they struggle to, to attract new people. And, and yeah, the preakness of the party, and I see guys having fun, and and that's great. No problem. That's what racing's supposed to be but that number is smaller and smaller and smaller and the people don't come back. And how can you ask them to come back when, when we have all the issues that we have and, and in the end our racing, our product just isn't very compelling. It's just not that good on a day-to-day basis. It just isn't that good.
1: What did I tell you about Hawthorne yesterday? Yeah. I, hear you. I, I just don't understand how they're in business. And it's nothing against them; it's just the situation that they're in.
0: I I looked at some of the cards, man. I, I want to like support a track that's trying. They're trying. I yeah, get they're it. definitely they're trying.
1: trying. I, no know.
0: problem, man. I'm not 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 no problem. Like, yeah, way to go. That's that's what tracks should be doing. I just have a hard time, you know handicap in the race is there and that's that's a that's a me thing that that's not anything but i just don't have that much familiarity with the guys and you know most of the racing is cheap racing and i'm just not very good at it so i mean I, i've kind of gravitated away and, um and like i said no offense but i just I mean, that's something that's changed, too, in that you used to not have as many choices as you have now. And now we have all kinds of choices. So you don't have to bet. It used to be, I mean, going way back, you had one card.
1: Right, that that's it. it. The but one, one track you're track, that you're at. The one that you're at. You know, and and you might you know back in the early '90s, you get one race from a big track, a stake race, especially during the summer. Right, I used to right. love going to to Rockingham and you know getting there before the the ninth and tenth because one of those races was going to be a simulcast from Saratoga or from Arlington or wherever there was you know there was big races run you know quite a bit, um, especially during the summer, so you get a lot of those. And, you know, it was an attractor, but then that quickly turned into full card, you know, like really fast. Um, and then you, you started to see things change a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember it was a big deal when, when Rockingham got full card simulcasting from Naira. It's a big deal. Same thing with Santa Anita out west of the California tracks. And they'd stay open. Like on Friday nights, Hollywood would run late and they would take bets for the first four races of that card. Then with the advent of TVG, you could bet those four there and then go home, watch it, and play on uh, TVG. Or you bet. That's how it started.
0: Yeah, man. I
1: hear you, bro. It's cool to think about, but also depressing at the same time. Because, you know, we knew... We, we know what it feels like when the, when the game's doing well and it feels good. And, and it's like, man, I can't wait to get to the track. Like when I was a kid, you know, 10, 11 years old, um, you know, we used to go to, to Saratoga for a week, Travers week. We went to the races every day. Yeah. right. We, we, we went on Wednesday. We, we drive from mass on Wednesday, go to races, Wednesday, go to race, Thursday, go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and leave on Sunday night. And we did that every year. I'd do it if I was up there. But, um, things, you know, it's just, it's just a testament to to where things were to where they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt.
1: No doubt. And I'll be honest, I I
0: was never like a huge fan of, of being at the races. Um,
1: like the big days, they're always kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, Stravers Day was always a pain in the ass, but you know, but, I loved it because I used to see all the horses that I used to right. read about. Right,
0: that was that was always the good part, but it was all you know the hassle. I mean, I, I would be perfectly fine on a, on a Monday at Saratoga. Oh,
1: oh yeah, it's like slow the best time. It's very chill.
0: Um, and now. Now now you you go to most tracks and there's nobody there. And it just gets to be there's a difference between, you know, having a a smaller crowd and having no crowd. And the no yeah. crowds just make it like really depressing. Um it just is not you know.
1: Well like it's it's just
0: not it just just something that, that that's lacking
1: about well, back in the day having nobody there. You know, I used to go to like Rockingham was my experience. I mean, it really was, and and I used to go up on on Mondays. They used to run on Mondays. They used to run on early Monday card, not early, but afternoon, and they would be a decent crowd there for a Monday afternoon. You know, not not packed like on a Friday night, but not empty. Right. And they run some good races, you know, catch a, you know, a a horse that's going to catch a a pace scenario with, you know, loan speed and cash a, you know, ticket, $12, pay five to one and be on your way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's one of the things I used to do. I used to just scan the the entries looking for horses that I wanted to bet back. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I still do that to a certain degree, but it's just not the same. It doesn't have the same feel. No, you know,
0: uh, I was talking about this today um, with someone, and they brought it up, a good point, and they said, you know, the races at Belmont haven't been all that great. (laughs) You think? (laughs) You know, thinking about, like, going – Looking forward at Saratoga with Ellis running for as much money as they run for, and Colonial now being a Churchill property, um, you know, perhaps we don't see nearly as many Kentucky shippers. We, we haven't. I mean, I think Brad Cox had like twelve horses at Saratoga last year, and um, you know, guys like Rusty Arnold who used to bring you know the whole barn. Um, I don't think they are. You know what
1: stands out about that is again, when I was a kid, I used to buy the the Jim Mazer's Saratoga handicapper. And he used to have all the stats on Kentucky shippers, on Massachusetts shippers. You know, he used to have all the stats for like three years in there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was just, oh man, it was I used to love that thing. I used to beg my mom to buy it. I was like, please. Because they had it like, you know, leaving the track, they had a little merchandise counter where you yeah, had like yeah. ashtrays <laughs> and, and shot glasses and stuff like that. And, and in there they had like, you know, little Peb portraits, little, little prints. Right. Or peb right. Pep drawings. And then they have the book. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, every time we go there, I'm like, mom, we gotta get this before before August. He's like I don't know when it's coming out but I'm going to we're going to get it. I got to get it. But, you know, it's just not that kind of anticipation. I know I'm older now obviously, but sometimes you get that feeling. I know I do. Uh, every once in a while. Like, you know, you kind of get it when, you know, like Saratoga definitely brings that out. Just being there. But even that's not the same, you know? It's not the same experience that it was in, you know, 92 that it is in 2022 or 2023 um, for a whole lot of reasons. Yeah. Horse racing is a game
0: that really needs a fundamental overhaul or something. Yeah. It's got of set. Yep. Yeah. And if that's it's, possible, it's, I don't know. It's, if that's It's possible. just never gonna get it because people don't get it and and uh it's not it's not what you know I'm trying to think of the way to put this without being uh I mean I already threatened to punch somebody today, so it happens. Um But the, the, the people, like the groups that won the Preakness, those are so tragically bad for horse racing. All those people have the means to own that horse by themselves. Everyone. Easily. Them. Easily. And it's just, it's like rooting for Walmart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, some conglomerate.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like rooting for Walmart. Nobody mm-hmm. roots for Walmart. People shop there because you know it's cheaper, but it, it's just <sighs> and that that word, that that whole that 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 quote got me today: an air of inevitability. <laughs> And it just that is such a good way of putting it because that just seems like that so much. Like we don't know anybody who's racing a Saratoga this summer, or what you know, what race they're pointing to and blah blah blah. Right. We know Chad Brown and Todd Pletcher are gonna be the two leading trainers in one one way or another. If it rains a lot, Pletcher will probably be the leading trainer. If it doesn't rain a lot, Chad Brown will probably be the leading trainer. That's it. It's two guys. No one else has a prayer. It wasn't like that. And for the younger people, if you could just, if you could, we could bring you back for just a day to see how great it was. And, and Barry, and I, we don't go back to the seventies, you know,
1: no. like oh, even really? the early
0: eighties are a little fuzzy for me. Um, until nice. I, found, you know, until I found the ability to, to get out of school and get you know, they, they started having full card simulcasting. Um, That's kind of where I pick it up. But it it was, there was so many, you you could have 10, 12, 15 different trainers be the leading trainer in Saratoga based upon how they did or how the chips fell. Now it's two guys. A revoked trainer wins the stupid Belmont and and Aqueduct races meets now. Trainer doesn't even have her license anymore. It's revoked. Training on an injunction.
1: And she's killing it.
0: Yeah. Uh, The things like Ron Fauche quitting after being the leading trainer at the fairgrounds two years in a row. I mean, what does that say? Like, that's not normal. That's
1: not Not after you win. Huh? Not after you win, you know? No. It's like, yeah, I won the meet. We're good. No, we're leaving. (laughs) Didn't see that on the bingo card. I can tell you that.
0: You can't put a good racing product out there if you don't have. uh, If so many of, of your, your trainers don't have even decent quality horses. They don't have to be grade one horses, but they have to have decent horses, horses that can, can compete. If your horses aren't competitive, then they're not going to help. What are we doing here? And that's, that's the thing is, is that that's, that's getting to be a problem and and it's, it doesn't get addressed. I mean, we could listen, we could talk another hour and a half on issues that just never get addressed. I, have we heard a single word from anybody about uh, late life changes I mean nothing you know, cricket wasn't you know us telling us we're stupid for caring about it I mean nothing the tracks don't say anything about it you know it ain't never getting uh it's never getting fixed They don't see it as a problem but we do. And that's the, the great disconnect. It, it's just like the, the, the backside, how the, you know, the, the talent all goes to the same people. They don't see that as a problem, but we, we get it. We see it as a problem. We know why it's a problem. But they're not doing anything about it. <laughs> you know, That's that that's why nothing ever gets done because they don't see it as a problem or they won't admit it's a problem or they just don't care. I mean, I hate that every freaking week we, we go over this crap, but I mean, every it's, week it's like... It's, it's gradually like
1: getting worse. Something
0: something worse happens. And the Preakness was always kind of the fun leg, you know? It wasn't quite as as nerve-wracking as the Derby. And the Belmont sometimes, you know, kind of had a um well this ain't a great race feel when there wasn't a derby, you know, uh when there wasn't a triple crown on the line or, or there wasn't any great horses. I mean we've had some clunkers in the last twenty years in the Derby. The terror won the Derby. Deterra, I
1: was just gonna say that was the one that sticks out to me. I'm <laughs> but <drop> um, it. <laughs> but
0: I don't know anybody that looked at that Preakness and and really, you know, outside of the the acolytes, I, I just don't see anybody who really found much joy in it. So,
1: like I said, it was it was like a regular day, you know, yeah, a regular day that a lot of people played pimlico that normally wouldn't play mid Atlantic racing, yeah. Yep. So, I know you swore it off after. I don't. I don't. I don't know why. My my, mind after that debacle two Thanksgivings ago at Laurel. Yeah, I'll never forget that. That goes down with the epic beat I had on Friday. Yeah, that was chill Friday night. Oof.
0: You did well this weekend, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we kind of put the screws to him. Um, man, that photo's uh, that that like I almost decided not to play Churchill on Saturday because of that. <laughs> My feelings were really hurt. I did, and I conquered on Saturday, which is always fun, but again it's just it's just not <clears throat> it's different, different kind of feel, different everything, and it's not because I'm older, yeah, not know.
0: I hear ya. So, what do we got this weekend? I don't even know what the hell's running. Oh, my race, oh. I think, is coming up. Uh-oh. The Panine. Oh, that's right, this weekend.
1: <laughs> Can someone
0: please explain to I me think, why this race is still named the Pine Ridge?
1: I think we should go to Belmont and get picket signs and the whole nine.
0: I might I might actually, you know I might do that.
1: It's worth the three-hour drive, bro.
0: I'm down with horse racing. I just don't like the Pine Ridge name.
1: <laughs> You're going to be out there, hell no, we
0: won't go, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> showing solidarity with the, the Hollywood writers and, and the people who write the names for the stakes. You gotta do hey, hey. stakes. Oh, oh.
1: The Pantman Ridge has got to go. <laughs> hey hey <laughs> it's got to go. <laughs> that's you'd be the only guy out there.
0: <laughs> it would be yeah it would just be me. I, I do like the other I you know they pay protesters all the time now so that's what I would do. I, I would all right, you'd grease them with a with a twenty 20- yeah, yeah. I'd have make the signs and stuff. Pennine Ridge, thumbs down.
1: <laughs> Who's Pennine Ridge anyway? <laughs> yeah. I have a picture of him with a, you know, like a do not. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Oh, well, we've rambled on. I was going to say, it sounds like a wrap up to me. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the end of this basketball game. Yeah. Let's see if the Lakers can finally just go away.
1: I'd say that's more of a certainty than the Celtics. Oh, the Celtics are done. I don't
0: even know why the Celtics show up tomorrow. They might not even show up. Might just be a walkover.
1: Ooh, Wouldn't that be special?
0: Wouldn't be a spectacular bid. They sure didn't show up last night.
1: No. no, Horford's still mad. Yo,
0: that that is that that was, that, was ter- that That was a terrible performance by them. I mean, yeah, Miami played good, but I mean, yeah, Boston they didn't show up. Just, they didn't they didn't play they, they, <laughs> they were just terrible. I mean, yeah, they 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 just had no no energy. They had no, and they missed a lot of shots. I mean, listen, you look a lot worse when you miss shots. I mean in the end the NBA the team that makes more shots wins wins the game it, simple, it simple concept <laughs> most of the time almost all the time the team that hits more shots wins the game I mean, you know you hit outside shots you win the game but um yeah they they were they were awful man <sighs> anyways, I hate to see the season end I know. But what are you gonna do, man? Got summer league. Yeah, that long. Remember Victor, our man, Victor Wemby, Wembley, Stretch Armstrong. Man, that dude's seven five. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> seven five. Seven five guard. Who would have thought? Not me.
0: Seven five taken. Off one leg runners from three point land. <laughs> just, jump, you know, he, he doesn't even, like, even have the jump to dunk it, he, like at all. He's like, um, he's like in on the on the, uh, the the PlayStation game yeah. when you can make your own guy. They like, can make this. That's guy the guy that you want to make. Yeah, the really he,
1: tall guy that has guard skills.
0: Yeah, yeah, the guy can can handle the ball. He shoots threes and he's 7'5
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, he's seven five. <laughs> Right, it's like a. It's and he's some,
0: nineteen. He's seven five. He's nineteen.
1: What if he grew an inch?
0: That's what I mean. Like, why wouldn't he? Just, he could grow a couple more inches. He may not be done. That's wild. It is. It's really crazy. man. It's really crazy. Anyways, we thank everyone for listening. Someday we're gonna buy some stuff and we'll give it to everybody, but but it ain't gonna be tonight.
1: Yeah. Baby steps. (laughs) Three years in,
0: but I can tell you this: when we do finally get some swag, it's going to be stuff you can be proud of wearing. It's not going to be clown stuff.
1: We should have. We should put the logo thing out to the to the people. (laughs) To the people, if they can come out, come up with something to the people, to the peeps.
0: anyways uh we'll uh we'll talk
1: uh... catch you on the flip side
0: yes sir all right thanks we do appreciate people listening because uh you know we appreciate it we do we certainly do we will talk to you next week hey if you haven't done it already it's time for you to sign up for the Going in Circles Digest, go to www.goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and click on the link to subscribe for free for the latest and stakes previews and stories and all kinds of other assorted nonsense. And I even put up some cool videos every once in a while for uh, historic purposes. Anyways, check it out. Going in circles, It's free. It should be for you.